0: Well, we've all seen the movie, the classic from Clint Eastwood, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Well, we're going to give you the version of the great, the questionable, and the ugly. What do I mean by that? Well, going to have to stay tuned next on Keys of the City. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you're really viewing greatness and the making. Double up on facts. We stay in podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts. Keys to the city. We're locking the statements.
1: Streaming every Friday.
0: Find this hey, show. and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. I just said it. We've all seen the classic. From Clint Eastwood, an all-time great. I know Joe has because he's a little older than us. So mm. Sorry, Joe. I but saw it in theaters. That's my point. <laughs> Joe actually saw it in theaters. We didn't get the chance to see it because we were too young and we weren't even a thought at the time. But we're going to give it of our version this week of the great, the questionable, and the ugly truth. What do I mean by that? Going to have to stay tuned with it. But let's start off with on this point. The questionable. So what do we mean by questionable? Well, when we think of questionable, it's decisions that could come back to haunt us or could deliver for us. Well, that's one of the moves that just happened earlier this morning. This was supposed to be a football Tuesday, as we always like to go on and go maybe talk a little baseball at the end of the week. But with the big news today by our New York Yankees, the Yankees are bringing back manager Aaron Boone for a three-year extension. It's a very simple question by both of you gentlemen, is this the right move by the Yankees? I wanted to say first, and then I'll give it off to Joe and then Ted. Why this move? Is it the right move? This is a questionable move because we don't know what's going to happen. We've already seen a quick little glimpse of what Aaron Boone has been as a Yankee manager. We've seen that when we get a manager, and especially a manager for the New York Yankees, it's all about championships. It's about progression. Well, if we remember the time that the Yankees, when they did bring in Aaron Boone, they were coming off of an ALCS appearance and one game away from an ALCS appearance. So we could have only thought as Yankee fans that things were going to get better. Well, if I have to be honest with you fine gentlemen, things have not progressed. Things have digressed since Aaron Boone has taken over manager. Well, you could say, well, they got 200-win seasons. Understandably, that's fine. I understand. But where have they gone with those victories? They've been to one ALCS since Aaron Boone's become manager. They've been to two ALDSs, quick appearances. And this year, most recently, an ALC AL wild card elimination by the Boston Red Sox. So I asked Joe... Is this the right move by the New York Yankees? Well, or was this the only move that the Yankees could have made?
1: Listen, Aaron Boone has a six Oh one regular season winning percentage over his four seasons. That's 10th best in major league history.
2: Fourth best for the Yankees.
1: That said, he's the first Yankee manager since Miller Huggins to get to a fifth season without a world series title. So, I understand the pros and cons here. Listen, this guy makes suspect lineups. He makes bad in-game decisions. He doesn't really manage the pitching staff very well. They're a disaster on the bases. They're they're terrible when it comes to uh, you know, the 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 basics of the sport. Um, they've obviously struggled to progress in the postseason. So, I don't know. I, I I mean, is this the right move by the Yankees? Teddy and I were uh, chatting with some of the other CMG sports guys earlier. You know, who would you replace Aaron Boone with? You're not going to replace him with Matt Blake. You're not going to replace him with some nobody, young guy, analytics-driven. Well, it's it only
0: because it's the Yankees, and the Yankees need to have that big name like a Matt Blake? Say Matt Blake was an option. Does that, I know that's not appealing to a lot of people because people will be like, well, for the base, for the diehard Yankee fan, you'll probably understand who Matt Blake is. But for the regular fan, you'll be like, "Who the hell is Matt Blake?" This is not a Yankee sign, right? Is it because it's the Yankees, or yes. if it was like a team like the Pirates or like the Royals or Tigers that are one of those teams that are still in rebuild mode, that not many, there's not a lot of fans of that team specifically around the world, around the country. But when we think of the Yankees, we think of the sexiness, we think of the appeal. Matt Blake doesn't appeal to you. Is that yeah, why you're that 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 moving Teddy, Teddy, is Teddy that
1: somebody somebody in the group said, you need someone that can go in there and light a fire under their ass. And I said, who's going to go into the Yankees locker room and light a fire under Giancarlo Stanton's ass? Or Garrett Coles? Or Aaron Judge, for that matter? The only guy that's doing that is somebody like Tito Francona, Joe Madden, Joe Torrey, Bruce Bochy's. I mean, there's some... There's some good guys out there. I hate to say Dusty Baker, but his guys play for him. And, and so Alan's you need Cora, some – because guy. the other thing, look, you you need somebody who can also handle the New York media. Aaron Boone, I think, has done a good job of that, of insulating the players, which, which is what Girardi did, which is what Joe Torre did, which is the only way the Yankees were able to survive George Steinbrenner as the owner because that's why things were – so problematic. So, you know, I like Aaron Boone, but if this is just going to be, we're calling down analytics from, from upstairs, I don't know that this, does this make them better? You got rid of his best friend. I mean, him and Phil Nevin are like homies. And I understand letting Phil Nevin go. Maybe when your guy gets thrown out of the plate, apologize for that. That was stupid. Don't double down on that move. Uh, obviously Marcus Thames and, and, uh, uh, PJ pilot bye bye. uh, you know, revamp the coaching staff that obviously makes sense, but look, there's a lot of work to be done here and uh, Boone can win during the regular season. We know that. And I know we're going to talk about Lamar Jackson later on in the show. So if success in the regular season is where
2: it's at good move by the Yankees, good. I mean, so first you, you got to. Was Matt Blake even a consideration? Because I heard you no. didn't bring him. up. okay. I, no, I, I, I wouldn't think
0: anybody out. was a consideration so, other than Aaron Boone. I think so with the Obi- Yankees,
2: out. let's break it down. First of all, you know the Yankees are different than a lot of other teams. You couldn't just go get anyone. All right, it had to be a big name. If it was, if, if it wasn't going to be Aaron Boone, and like Joe said, a guy like Francona, if there was health, maybe a guy like Bruce Bochy, someone, someone strong. I mean, someone who, first of all, you, you got to be able to handle the media all right second of all we got to really understand that the way the yankees are portrayed and what you hear from the yankees is very analytic driven so if there was a guy that was not analytically driven he was already off the list all right aaron boone fits a familiar seat he's i mean him and hal seinbretter they have a relationship cashman there's there's a good camaraderie between the all three of them. All right. And that's what you want to see in an organization. The problem why we jump on Aaron Boone is because he hasn't won. Joe, as stated first time a Yankee manager had gone more than four or five seasons without a um, world series. That's significant. Now, can you blame Aaron Boone? Yeah, you can blame injuries. You can play a lot of things. I'll just reiterate some of the things that Joe, Joe, Joe was hundred percent, right. Six 0 winning percentage, fourth best in the franchise, only behind a hall of famers, Joe McCarthy, Casey Stengel, and Joe Torre. Now here's another thing that we want to talk about. Joe, like you said, great winning percentage in the regular season, but what's his record in the postseason? has been there, eleven and eleven. Well, we know that's not going to cut it, not in the, not when, when you got teams like the Astros and the and the Red Sox, who are the guys that are knocking you out, and the Rays. I mean, your three biggest opponents, they're the ones that are knocking you out. You know, what I would say about Boone is, he's. He's not average, but he's a level of consistency. You know what you kind of get with him. There's no highs, there's no lows. I mean, you look at this team this season. Started off 41 and 41. They finished the regular season and a 15-29 record. That was the fourth best record in majors after the postseason, only following the Giants, Dodgers, Giants, and Rays. You know, you you think about Aaron Boone. I don't dislike him. I don't hate him. I question him. It's easy to question when you're sitting on your couch watching the baseball game. See. My coworker made a good point. You know, you make it say, like, oh, why'd you take this guy out, right? And then if the guy gets a hit, you're like, oh, great job, great job. You know, like, that's exactly. But when he fails, you jump down his throat. So only when he succeeds and that player succeeds is when he makes the right call. You know, he didn't make Garrett Cole have a bad game in the, in the one-game wildcard. Cole just didn't have the game. You know what I mean? He can't make Glaber Torres. But
0: what they look at whatever, more. He, is-
2: hold on. And I, this is coming from before. He can't make Glaber Torres a better hitter. All right. He can't make him not swing in an 0 2 slider three feet outside in the dirt. He can't make Gary Sanchez not be lazy or make the right play or just do the right things as a catcher and just be a leader. He can't do that. He can give him guidance. It's like a parent. You, you give your kids guidance. You, you, you bring them up, you give them discipline, you respect, you show them the right or wrong. But you can't be by their side to hold their hand every time as they get older. Eventually they have to be adults and make their own plays. These guys are professional athletes. They have to play at a certain level. All right. I watched the game last night, most of the football game, but I went back. But every time I watched the Red Sox and the Astros didn't have the game last night, they, they're, they're hitting. Listen, they don't just hit home runs. They don't just home run and strike out. There's base hits. There's 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 baseball, as me and Joe and you have talked about multiple times. There's actual real baseball out there, you know, moving runners over, opposite field hits, good defense, things that actually are enjoyable watching baseball, what makes baseball great, and the reason why the Red Sox are up two games in one. I think, though, to your question, maybe this was the only move the Yankees really had at the whole time. Maybe as Yankee fans you wanted something different, but you know what? He's won 90-plus games every season. He's pretty much made them the but playoffs like every year. I don't,
0: I, don't, I don't care about the 100 wins consecutive season. I don't care Listen, about the 90 They were not wins. a better I don't team think, than the Rays
2: and Red Sox. Okay, okay hold on. I don't, I, don't like, like,
0: I don't like the fact that there's been no progression from this team. So tell me, who, tell me
2: who you would have wanted as a coach. Who is I, I'm your not guy? saying
0: that i, I, well, come, you I tell was, me if you're Boone, gonna, if you're saying, saying
2: you want someone different, you gotta have someone in your back pocket I know, telling I know that, that. that Aaron Boone was want.
0: probably the only guy for this job, but my thing, all I'm trying to say is I don't care who the hell the manager is, all I want is progression. There has been no progression from this team since the 2017 t- t- uh, ALCS. Yeah, but his players have gotten worse. And he, hasn't, he hasn't gotten a
2: worse manager. I think I think he's gotten better since the beginning. Because you would have questioned some of his move as a first-time manager. I think he's Gary, gotten if, if, if we want, Hold, a video hold on. I so before, yesterday, we get, before we get into the Gary Giants. Is it, want, this is not what he was in 17, Travis. Okay. Well, Okay. Well, all I was going
0: to say is. He had 100 points worse. What? If anything, his first two seasons. You know, what? The team. Mute him. Anyways, here's my first thing. The first two games, that's what I do. You want to play games? I'll be the boss. Here's the thing. He's, he's digressed, too. 100-win team, both back-to-back seasons. Congratulations. But ultimately, yeah, that looks pretty in, in the record books, of course. But it also, it's all about when you really look under the microscope and you look at all the moves, the questionable decisions. That's why people get frustrated with Aaron Boone. It's the decision-making, and I think he's ultimately driven. And made, most of the reasons he's, he makes – is based off of the and analytics, and that's where frustration comes into play as a Yankee fan because we just want to win. Yeah, we listen, we just want wins. We just we don't want wins. We want championships. At this point, we know we can win. We want championships, and that's what it ultimately comes down to as a New York Yankee franchise and for fans.
1: I assume he's, he's got himself. a
0: losing record in the postseason. Aaron
1: Boone for he's eleven and career. twelve. I mean, he's eleven and well,
0: no 12. eleven and I think 11. He's, He's eleven and eleven. and today. eleven.
2: I just told you that. I read it off the MLB.com today. Just now. How it's is that even possible?
1: <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So he's a mediocre postseason manager, and we've highlighted and spoken about it at length. I want it, rod. You know, listen again. This guy goes to the postseason, and 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 suddenly he changes the way he, his pitchers were pitching. It overthinks it and. Teams. He wants to start playing guys for defensive reasons. When you, I mean, it, it's it, every postseason, this guy. And this is the part about Aaron Boone that frustrates me is he gets to the postseason. And again, rather than do what you did to get you where you got, it's like, I'm going to try all this other stuff now. I, I, I'll put a different thing. You're like, stop it. Just stop it. Stop trying. You said before, Trev. It doesn't matter who the manager is. You don't care who the manager is. You want you want to see progression. When we get to the postseason, just stick to what got you there,
0: and let's see what that looks like going forward. Yeah, don't yeah, exactly stop overthinking it, and that's where most of his decisions have come, especially in the playoffs. I don't care about the I don't care about the regular season. I know the Yankees are going to be competitive throughout the entire season. I know they're going to get over ninety to ninety plus wins. I know they're going to be in contention for a playoff spot. I care about now. I'm at the point that all I care about is getting to the postseason, getting the job done, and delivering under those circumstances. I'm still pissed about Davey
1: Garcia and Jay Happ from a year ago. Oh, Davey Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still on my mind. That's yeah. I still can't get over that. Or Miguel Andujar the year before. Oh, you wouldn't Whatever.
0: do oh, You wouldn't do, you more. do. That would that would ruin it. That them.
2: Joe, it's all analytics. Because even when I listen to Michael Kay show, they talk about the analytic guys say it's all about the first inning. You play the defensive guy, jump up on him like three nothing, and then you and then you and then you just hold on down the stretch and you count the outs. That's what the analytic guys say. That the first inning is the most important. That's why they had, um, oh my God, Trev, help me out. The first
0: baseman who was leading off for the Yankees, Rizzo. Rizzo, why is he leading off? Why is he leading off? Look, that's all it comes down to is just got to stop overthinking and make the best decision for the team. And that's why the Yankees are in situations yeah. where they've been in the past couple of years. They haven't been able to deliver because they haven't they've overthought situations. Just just play your game. You'll be fine. The Yankees make the move and they decide to stick with Aaron Boone. A move that. Well, we'll see if it ultimately ends up in a championship. Yeah, or the, the, the team, It's going to be the, the same results them. or the same results the next couple of years. We'll see the what team, happens. Speaking of questions. Oh, the team, has an, an question, oh, the just team has
2: an option after two years, too, so they could let him thank go. Thank
0: you. Thank you. We just talked about the questionable. Now we're changing it to the ugly. And, yes, we are sticking in New York because there is some ugly, ugly play going on and just ugliness right now for the New York Giants franchise. Guys. We talked about it coming into this year, the movie and you can see Joe's reaction. That's what it's coming. That's what it's ultimately become and the ultimate reaction to all giant fans currently right now. We've come into this situation this year. Once again, time and time in time out. We've seen it past years. We've seen it in the, in the seventies. We've seen it all over franchise. Now we're going through that current state of the New York giants and We talk about this season. This was a season we thought, okay, they're coming off of a six and ten season, an opportunity that yes, they almost had the chance to be in the playoffs last year because of how bad the NFC East was. But this was a team of growth. We saw a cult, we saw, we thought culture changing. Joe Judge, here we go. We got something brewing that maybe we can all get behind. Well, we are now in week six or week going into week seven, and the New York Giants once again are at an awful one in five and picking in the top five. Once again, currently slated in the NFL draft and kind of like what the manager, the owner of the New York Yankees said about Aaron Boone is kind of similar to what the mirrors have been saying about Joe judge, Dave Gettleman and all the coaches. We want to be better. Yeah. Who doesn't. And I want a million freaking dollars right now in my pocket. Obviously. Thank you for stating the obvious, I don't get these New York teams. We want we we need to produce better. Yeah. No, no crap. Thank you for giving us the obvious, as they like to give the the commercial, thank you Captain Obvious. Well, that's a Captain Obvious moment and statement. We know that we want wins. As a New York team, as a New York fan, we expect greatness. We expect championships in all of our sports. That's why the Knicks are uh, there's Knicks fans that have been been through some hell in recent years maybe there could be a bounce back there's been the rangers the yankees the mets the giants the jets all these teams right now have been in a current state of question questionable moves in a state of ugliness but it's a time for a state of reality for new york and it is what it is because right now the new york giants guys it's going to be another long season with the way it's going the decisions the coaching hires, the general manager hirings, the draft picks. I mean, we could go on forever, baby. And that's that's the that's the truth is that there are so many um decisions that you just think what are we doing? Why? We're we're just going backwards. We need progression. They don't need digression. And the New York Giants are going backwards, boys. Well, I I mean I don't even know what to say. No,
2: I know what to say because I wrote about a paragraph and I could have wrote about a, a five-page essay yesterday on how I felt about the Giants and backed it up with stats and information and a bunch of stuff. And I know I sent you guys a bunch of stuff. I mean, let's just put it this way: the Giants this season, they've been outscored at home 82 to 38. That ain't good. Since 2017, 19 to 51. That ain't good. At home, last five seasons, nine and twenty-six. That ain't good. Supposed to have, They're supposed to be like home field advantage. are supposed to do better at home. The Giants don't do better. Uh, the Giants, Daniel Jones had four turnovers. Most he had since the Patriot game, what, three years ago. Um, I wasn't sure if he was still concussed watching the game because, um, you know, every time I want to give this guy faith, every time I want to have the, this team a sense of hope, they literally – you know like the game at the carnival when you slam the thing and the thing's supposed to go up in the air and how hard yeah. you hit it? it feels like my my cojones are down there and someone's slamming that because that's what it feels like watching this team every weekend that that's the reality check this team is not better you know we went last week you're like all right the injuries the dallas they've lost combined the last two weeks 27 and 24 points joe judge had to go in at halftime and, and like threaten the team to like play better like that shouldn't happen like we're in week six of the nfl game like That shouldn't happen. You get Joe Judge, we're going to get better. We're going to play better, not just for the short term, for the long term. Stop talking. Do me a favor. I'd rather you say not to be Bill Belichick. It sounds like the the Aaron Boone answer. Just show me. Stop telling me what you're going to do. Show me what you're going to do. This team is bad. This team is very bad. Very, very bad. You can blame injuries. I know we're going to talk about a team in a couple minutes. We can talk about the Baltimore Ravens, but they lost three running backs. Last year, Ronnie Staley hasn't been coming back from the Pro Bowl. Walter's starting quarterback, Marcus Peters. They've lost Nick Boyle, their second tight end and two tight end stretches of the hurt. You have multiple teams dealing with injuries. This is the NFL. It's called Not For Long. Guys go in and out. Next man up. The Giants get worse. The Giants' offensive line is no better. We know Andrew Thomas is, is pretty good. We don't know how great he is, but he's good. Matt Pert, I don't know what you're doing out there. Solder, I wish you just stayed home, okay, because you're god-awful. Mm-hmm. I read his quote yesterday from Daniel Jones. Our game plan was surrounded by Kadarius Tony. He got hurt early. We had no backup plan. <laughs> I don't know what kind of answer is that. I would have just kept my mouth
0: shut. I mean, I I appreciate the honesty, but damn. We don't have a
2: a backup. So what are we just drawing up plays in the sand in the back? Okay. So let's summarize this. The Giants suck. The Giants stink. The Giants are awful. The Giants will be a top five team. When you watch them play this year, they don't look any better than the Lions, the Jets, the Jaguars. At least some of those teams, when you watch them, they compete a little bit better. You see them trying. They just don't have the talent. You can blame injuries. You can make, you can make all the things. I'll tell you this though, Daniel Jones. As much as every time I like, I, I'm like the Yankees, where I'm on one week, I'm like, oh, this guy could be the future, and then I watch him, like, he's not, he's not it. He is not the answer. Now maybe it's because of the injuries, and maybe it's because Jason Garrett is, is. In Wa Land, and I don't know what he's calling. Maybe you can blame the office corner. Maybe if he had someone that's a little bit more Sean Payton, maybe he would be exciting, like the way that Joe wants him to be and exciting. Because you know, you see potential, you see the game against Washington, you see other things. But I mean, I watched him this week, and one of the picks, I didn't know what ram he was throwing to. He was all aiming for Ingram, but there was a ram in front, a ram on the left, a ram in the back, and a ram in the back. I don't know who he was thrown to. I mean, where, where are you throwing the ball? I mean, everyone in the field could see it. I don't know where you're going. He's a turnover machine. Joe said this before the season. You can't have a guy from Duke. Well, first of all, who cares where he's from? If he's from my backyard, it doesn't matter. You can't be turning the ball over as a quarterback, okay? You just can't do it, especially when your team is already bad. You can't put yourself in a deeper hole, all right? You're already slow, so you don't run with boots on. Okay, you, you put tennis shoes on so you're at least quicker on your feet. Don't make yourself go slower like you're running in mud. This team is awful. I have no answers
0: for this team. <laughs> I have they, no answers.
2: Listen, even Lawrence Tynes, I'll oh, end it on this, two things. Lawrence Tynes on his uh, Blue, whatever, Blue Crush podcast, at the end of the game, Cooper Cup in the fourth quarter is running for a touchdown. There was three Giants on the play jogging after him. The camera never lies in the sky. That's one thing that we learned, Trev and Joe. You probably remember. I don't know if they had cameras when you were playing football, <laughs> but no. <laughs> ah, that's great. You know this as a. As what do a you player. mean? They got cameras. <laughs> they got cameras. black and white? Listen, you know that as, a, as, as any athlete, the camera never lies. So if you're dogging it, you can see, I think it's a reality check for some of these guys. David McKinney was one of the guys that was j- dogging it. Wendell Williams saying he's he's not used to the booze. You played for the Jets, bro. You should be used to it your whole life. Um, and the last thing is 20,000 fans left the seats before the Super Bowl team came out, the 10 year anniversary. That's how bad the Giants are. That the guy, 20,000 people didn't even want to worry, didn't even want to stay to see Coughlin and Eli and the rest of the team. They just said, F this team. I'm going to the bar and I'll watch. Uh, red zone, because at least I'll be excited for what I'm seeing, because I don't know. Joe, what I don't do
1: you know? think I'm speechless. Well, I, I, I'll I'll take this a step further. This is a reality check, not just this team in this year. The Giants have historically sucked. We've talked about they were good in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Do you realize since 1964 The Giants have had 19 winning seasons. And I define winning by not 8 and 8, but 9 and 7 or better. You got to be a game above. 19 winning seasons in 57 years. From 2005 to 2013, winning record every year, they were 6 and 10 in 04, 14 and 15, back to 6 and 10. My 85 to 90 teams, they were great, winning record every year. Uh, you get to the 2000 Super Bowl team, seven to nine the year before, seven to nine the year after. This team has had just a few short windows between Phil Sims and Eli Manning. You got one good season out of Kerry Collins. I don't know why we act surprised. I mean the the Giants are the Detroit Lions of the East Coast. The Giants no, the, are the
0: Jets.
1: The Giants are the Cleveland Browns yes. of the NFC. That's okay. Bad. We've been really bad, mostly really bad, pretty much forever. And we, <laughs> cause of Lawrence Taylor, we forget. Yeah. We Only forget. Different. We're Only like, why? You ever okay. notice it goes from YA Tittle to Lawrence Taylor? There's, Press, like, 30 years in between for crying out and loud. And then
2: you go from Lawrence. 70s, they were so bad. They had a plane fly over and said, fire the whole organization. Fire this guy. And then
0: you go – and then think about it. You said, why Tittle the LT? Then you go LT and Phil Sims to Eli. Yeah. Well, there's, like, 10-year gap. There's, like, 10-year there gaps.
1: I literally was just looking up the Giants team records on, on football reference. And – because we talked about this before the show. I mean, everyone said since 2017. Because we know they had that 2016 year. But 14 and 15 were horrible. I mean, Beautiful. the Giants, most of the time, if you look at their records, are a 6-10 team. It's yep. stunning to see how many 6-10 finishes, especially in my lifetime, that this team has suffered from. So, let's start there. This is This is a... An old organization. It handles itself with all the class in the world. It tries to present itself like it's the Steelers or the Cowboys or, you know, one of the great old franchises, the Packers, Bears. Packers. Packers. Bear. Yeah. And they're not. They have mostly been awful. And this, this seriously, uh, it's since 2011, this team has been terrible. Yeah. And I the, the way they've built this team has been pathetic. You know, listen, as much as we criticize the Yankees for going too heavy on the analytics, I feel like when it comes to the Giants, it's like the complete opposite. Everyone else is playing 2021 football, and the Giants are still playing like 1978.
2: You mean like Tecmo football, right? We're playing like Madden and PS4, and they're playing Tecmo on Super Nintendo? Yes, sir. Or like That's got to change. or like one time I screamed in that giant stadium in the end zone. Trevor remembers what I said. Some guys are playing checkers while other guys are playing chess.
0: Yeah, I remember. How, how can I forget? Everybody was laughing. That was that was actually hilarious. It was. I feel four.
1: like the Giants against any team, it's a struggle. I, I mean, can anybody remember the last time the Giants like kicked someone's butt?
0: One decisive
1: championship against the
2: Vikings, 41, nothing. Yeah. 21 years ago.
1: It's a great game.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it's
1: like if the giants win a game, it's by the skin of their teeth. They lose a lot by the skin of their teeth and then they sprinkle in. And here's the thing too, for anybody who is disillusioned, a lot of us, you know, going, going in at one of like, you know, maybe they're not that bad. And then you saw them the last two weeks against two of the elite teams in the NFC. If you're not on on board with this team
0: sucks, I don't know what you're watching. I actually got a game. The last time I saw the giants win decisively was the 2011 wildcard game against the Atlanta Falcons. They won 24 to two. That was the last time that that was the last, that was the year they won the super bowl. And it's funny because Joe, like you were saying, they go from Y A tittle to Lawrence Taylor and Phil Simms to Eli Manning, to, well, we don't have that next guy. That's currently where we stay at the New York Giants. And it's just, it's it's tragic. It's tragic. But, Joe, you said it right. I mean, or should we be used to it? Yeah, this has been a, a losing franchise for most of its time. Other than, yes, they have four Super Bowls. They're one of the few teams that have four more Super Bowls. And it's amazing for a franchise that just has not been good. It just has not been good. And right now, and the perfect match is You've seen the past two weeks. They've played against two elite teams in the NFL, and you saw the score. It just shows that the Giants and this franchise right now is light years behind. I say light years. I don't say it lightly. They're light years behind teams like the Dallas Cowboys and the L.A. Rams. And that's why those two teams are going to be going far into this season. The New York Giants, well, I should say it's even earlier, October, maybe the beginning of October. It felt like this giant season has already come to an end. I know it's October the NFC East is already over. It's oh, already we know that. I mean, Dallas. We already know that Dallas has a comfortably. This division's over, and that's why. When, you know what kills
2: me. That too. It's not that's why I'm plan. drawing about.
0: That's why I of the shows drawing about the G-men last week, and one of the guests or one of the one of the people that were on the show said that that division's still wide open. I don't know what he was watching. That division, this division is over with. You can call Isaiah Groves out. Oh well, I don't like to call people's names. Call him out.
1: Know. No, I don't. like Isaiah, it. listen, Isaiah, t- tried to convince me. Last week, this team's not that bad. They can turn it around. If you saw the game against Dallas, and that was your takeaway. All right, interesting. Because they had after a lot the of Rams yeah. game, yeah. after the Rams game, again, it's obvious that the Giants are not even close that they're definitely closer to 32 than they are to
0: one. That's for sure. How they're they're closer to 32 than they are to 20. I won't even say one. I would say 20 because that's reality. That's what the New York Giants franchise is. And that's what it's become. And it's just a current state of here we go again, because realistically there's going to come a point in the season where the Giants could, I mean, this week, they're playing against Carolina. I don't know what team's going to show up. By the Carolina way, is, Carolina could be a winnable game because they've been struggling the past couple weeks. But after that, it doesn't get any prettier for the New York Giants. Their schedule doesn't get any prettier. If this season goes the way according to plan, how it's been playing out so far, we could be seeing the third new head coach or fourth. I could do. Yeah. let could be the fourth new head coach since Tom Coughlin. And we could be looking realistically I don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be the answer because if they do, clean house. Well, realistically, Daniel Jones might be on the way out too in the sense of if they bring in a new coach, a new GM, you know how that goes. They want their own guy. And I don't know. Daniel Jones, Joe Judge, and certainly Dave Gettleman looks like his yeah. t- tenure as New York Giants GM will be coming to an end soon. There should be a whole fire sale. Well, make hey, Well, the reason why the Giants are bad because of Joe's point made it and we
2: didn't even realize it goes to the quarterback bro when's the three quarter the three years the three times the Giants have been good YA tittle or Fran Tarkenton those years all right Phil Sims and Eli Manning and in between you can't name me one good giant quarterback it all other stems than Kerry Collins
0: one good season when they went to the Super Bowl one, the yeah, one good that's what I'm saying the one good season
2: that Yeah. All right. He was a one hit wonder from the 80s. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that's where it stems from, man. You know what? If you don't find the right quarterback, you're going to continue down this path because look at the Jets. Look at all the teams that can't find a quarterback. That's why teams like the Bengals have miraculously looked like a playoff team and a team that could compete for the division because of their quarterback. It's not like they have much more talent than the Giants. They're quarterback, My, and they're off, and their team is the difference. And I was
1: listening, oh Joe, make it, yeah, you can make it point real point. quick. Our our last quarterback from Duke, I'm sure some of some might of remember course, the Sam name Brown, Dave baby. Brown. Dave Listen, Brown. this was a guy. This was a guy who it, it was in a very similar situation. He had a little success right off the top. They went nine and seven his first year. Joe, so he didn't. And even he get progressively he got, got
2: he came out of that supplemental draft. Yeah, the
0: supplemental. Yes. draft.
1: He got the job because everybody got hurt. Sims, Hostetler, uh, and Kent Graham all got hurt. He got in. Uh, they got rid of Reeves. They brought in Jim Fossil. And it seemed, oh, this is a quarterback guy. This he'll make, he'll make Brown better. Brown ended up getting hurt. He lost the job to Danny Cannell. That's how yeah. bad he was playing. When you lose your job to Danny Cannell, I mean, how on, good man. are you? I like Jones. So, like so, yeah, listen, no, I good. my point is, look, I, I, I love Daniel Jones, but just like with Dave Brown, you haven't given this guy the, the line that he needs. You haven't given this guy the weapons he needs to succeed. And, I mean, look, the fact of the matter is that the Giants are decimated by injury. Uh, to me, that Blake Martinez thing uh, almost makes this season a lost season because he's the heart and soul of that defense, obviously, and they've been –
0: absolutely terrible since he's been out. And, and I heard something from Colin, Colin Coward. All, if you look at all the division leaders currently right now, they're all led with the exception of Mahomes, who the charger, you could put Justin Herbert in the category. They're all the top six or seven to eight quarterbacks currently in the NFL. There's a reason why they're all leading the division and teams like the Giants and in the, are in the situations that they are in. But as the state of New York, the Giants and the Yankees, It's time. To put up or shut up because i'm sick of the oh well we got to get better thank you captain obvious speaking of putting up and shutting up the people are these two guys right now leading maybe two we have a top five list coming out maybe could these two quarterbacks be in our top three this week we'll have to see if we're gonna have a new number one we'll talk about that in a few of our top five teams but the two guys that have been probably heavily criticized the most Of any quarterback in recent memory, both of these guys, whether it's because of their height, whether it's because they like to run the ball, whether it's because they think they're a running – people think they're a running back, these guys have been criticized since the moment they have got drafted, both in the first round, from different perspectives. The number one pick, Kyler Murray, has delivered for this Arizona Cardinals team and has transformed this Arizona Cardinals offense into one of the most elite offenses, maybe the most – maybe the best offense in all of football right now, and the great LJ8, wherever he goes, wherever he touches the football, this man is special, and he makes his teams special. And that is, like I just said, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson, both teams playing out of their minds to combined 11-1 and decisive wins this weekend, the two games that me and Ted talked about on Friday, the two biggest games of the weekend, both of these teams went handily dominant fashion one was at home one was on the road but right now these two guys could be the front runners of that MVP list in a great <laughs> list of MVP candidates right now because there are so it's all quarterbacks I'm not gonna put any other position right now because it's led by the quarterbacks and these two guys have been playing at that peak right now so I asked you to can anyone stop Lamar? Or Kyler right now because these two teams seem like they're on a, a trajectory to greatness. Well, I mean,
2: can they be stopped? Absolutely. Uh, what I'll say about referencing our talk, our conversation from Friday's show was: was I told you I thought the Ravens would win because I thought they had a better all-around team, and they should, proved it. They dominated the Chargers. We both Their did. Their defense both throughout the whole game. Their defense looked more what we had expected. Um, Lamar was Lamar. I mean, Lamar has been phenomenal this year. And, you know, it's funny, a lot of people have been talking MVP race, and, you know, it's still what, week six? You know, I mean, we still got the 11 weeks left, but this man should be right there at number one slash number two. I mean, he's done everything. And considering what he lost before the season, missing his left tackle, losing a starting cornerback, losing three running backs you know, missing one of his tight ends, all the kind of the dysfunction with Baltimore and all the other stuff. Didn't even get a contract. We're, we're forgetting this, right? Remember, he didn't still, get a contract. Pay the man. Pay him so, his money. So, you know, with everything that could be, you know, with dysfunction and kind of turmoil, he he has – I mean, he has literally made all the people, the naysayers, eat their own words, eat crow. He has literally been – Phenomenal offseason. He has led this team to being the best team in the AFC right now. They look the most dominant. They can beat you in all
0: facets of the game. They came back from t- – Is that four. more because of the consistency of the Baltimore Ravens franchise? Because we just talked about the well, Giants. Absolutely. This Absolutely. franchise has been so consistent since I've been watching football. Joe, Not you- even before Lamar. It's been everything, or right. everything before Lamar and, and probably continuing with Lamar. That's what I'm saying. This franchise so before, so before so I been into Kyler.
2: Before we get into Kyle, Joe, do you agree with that statement? Because I do, because I I, I look at the the foundation from Ozzie was it Ozzy Newsome, the, the yep. general manager who drafted Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden in the same the first, freaking draft. First draft, okay. There's your two. <laughs> be, there's, hey, uh, Dave Gettleman, that's how you draft. Um, in his last, and last
0: draft pick, his last draft was Lamar Jackson's Lamar.
2: And and you think about this, like the Browns, what they're going through and some of these other teams, you know, they could have had Lamar. The Giants could have had Lamar, but like, you know, they, they could have had Josh Allen. So I will say this, can they be stopped? Absolutely. Anybody can anyway look at last night's game. The Bills did not play phenomenal. The Titans looked like a much looked like a better improved team last night. Collar and the team, the Cardinals are playing great. They're six and one thing I'll say this before I let Joe get in was they forced 13 turnovers this season already. Last year, they they only turned the, um, they only forced 21 turnovers. So they're opportunistic, something that we have talked about with the Dallas Cowboys. Another thing is their offense has generated a league-best 55 points off turnovers. So every time a team makes a stake, you stick it right to them. You capitalize on it. And they are also got a uh, plus-8 turnover margin, which and you, and many people might not think, what the hell does that mean? That's huge. If you know anything about the game of football, winning the turnover margin, if you look at the statistics and go look it up, it's like plus one, you win 55% of the time. Plus two, it's like 65. Plus three, it's like 75, 80%, almost 90% of the time. They're, they're not making mistakes. My, Kyle Murray's playing smooth ball. He threw for four touchdowns. He was 20 of 30 this week for 229 yards. He's not making mistakes. He's making right all the right plays. Their defense has played much better. J.J. Watt was uh, has been great for them this year, even though they, uh, they were out with their – and that's another thing you think about this week. Out with their head coach. Cliff Kingsbury with COVID, out with their best defensive player in Chandler Jones, didn't make a difference. They dominated. I was shocked. That was my more shocker. Well, yeah, I think, I thought the Browns were – if that was the game the Cardinals were going to lose. the Browns were going to win at home. They'd find a way. They'd run the football. They'd dominate. I don't know. How, can you, how can you pick right or choose from that, either one of those and games? For me, that is the difference. And I told Dad this the other day, I go, to think about those two guys were number one picks, both Heisman Trophy winners, from the same school in back-to-back seasons. That's the difference between having the guy and not having the guy. Winning in spite of your quarterback and winning because your team has all its surrounding pieces. Kyler Murray is the difference, the reason why the Cardinals 6-0, and the Browns are 3-3 because Baker Mayfield is not good enough. Joe, go on, buddy.
1: Uh, I think Kyler Murray is the MVP. Kyler Murray has not had a bad game all season. Kyler Murray is a quarterback who is mobile, who also can throw the football. And despite the game last week by Lamar, where ESPN insisted that we're all idiots because we think Lamar can't throw. Look at the numbers. He's still not a great throwing quarterback. He did not have a great game throwing the football against the Chargers. It was Freeman. It was Murray. It was Bell. 26 carries about 130 yards and three touchdowns and the defense. Okay. Right now Lamar's getting everything that Daniel Jones isn't getting. He's getting help and support from his team. I don't mean to say Lamar's not great, but look at the numbers. Okay. He's great. He's a playmaker. He's a difference maker. If you look straight up at the numbers and you factor in Kyler's running game as well, it's not even close. How much better Kyler Murray's playing than lamar jackson the, is I got the numbers and it seems to me that this guy doesn't get enough credit now for their look 35 and 8 in his career for lamar jackson we talk about what a great regular season quarterback he is he's by far one of the best of all time kyler comes in to this week with a 19 18 and 1 career record not super sexy but throw all that out the window. Let's talk about these games this season. Six yeah, games but exactly. In. It's this, this not is, even
0: close between Kyler is, Joe, and Lamar. They're getting and I talked about it. The thing is his record might say 19-18-1. That's fine. But the difference is, and I've talked about it with the Yankees and I talked about it with the Giants. There's progression. He's t- he's getting better. That team is getting that franchise is getting better each year. A couple two years ago they struggled as a rookie and as a team. Last year, they were one game away from making the playoffs when they played the Rams in week 17. That was a playoff wild card game right there. He wasn't 100%, good bless you, he wasn't 100% healthy, but they progressed in a, in a way that, okay, maybe they're going to be competitive. They go out and make moves this offseason and they paid off. Now, right now, they're the lone 6 0 team in this league currently. They are progressing in the right direction. So Kyler has delivered. Lamar is delivering. I love Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is the MVP of the M- of this league right now. You take him off this Ravens team, it's like I said on Friday. This is the Russell Westbrook team of the Oklahoma City Thunder a couple I of years ago. To, I have
1: to disagree because I think if Robert Griffin was in there and he was running around a little bit and he was heading the ball to Deontay Freeman and Latavius Murray and to Bell, um, I think that with that defense, they could still win games.
2: Well, Robert Griffin had Robert Griffin
1: would have to come out of the booth first and take it off. Come out, he, has he has to come show. out of the booth. Oh, who's their backup? Trace McSorley. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, RG3's RG3 RG3 leading
0: the Baylor Baylor group. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's
1: that's um, real bad news. Congratulations, uh, you played yourself, Joe. <laughs> well, who's backing up? Come on, man. come on, man. Who's backing up Kyler Murray? Who, bro, who's backing boy, up? Bro, We'll so, yeah. so you're looking at a very similar I mean if either one of those guys go down, it's 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 dunzo on the season.
0: I, I mean you can't go wrong with either one. Both players have been out of their minds. I would both put teams. my money on
1: Baltimore over Arizona if they they both lost their quarterback this well, weekend.
0: All I would say is if these two teams met in the Super Bowl, sign me up for it. I'd be all for a Super Bowl matchup between Kyler and Lamar, the two most explosive quarterbacks currently in the NFL. Both are taking their teams. Hopefully a Super Bowl appearance or a Super Bowl championship because both teams right now are combined 11 and 1 and it's led by possibly the two best quarterbacks playing right now in the league. So we're going to do this each and every week from here on out. And I know Ted says, oh, we should wait. No, we're going to do it each week because it could change like it's changed from last week to this week. And it's our top five teams and going into week seven, I'll start with my top five. Cause I always go last. I'll we'll go, we'll let the best go first this time. So here's my top five teams currently in the NFL. I don't remember what my five were, but I think you're on mute. I can't hear you. You're on mute. Ted. I don't know why. Ted's I don't know. Going. Oh, I couldn't hear you. These are definitely five of the top teams in football. The reason, oh God, so I'll give you the Cardinals. The Cardinals, I mean, a lot of people, I had them at number two last week. I had the Bills number one, but they went into a hostile environment. They took care of business and they did it in dominant fashion. And I don't want to hear, well, Baker didn't have this. Well, Kyler didn't have his head coach, didn't have his best, like Ted said, didn't have his best defensive player. I don't want to hear the excuses. They went in there and they beat the crap out of a Browns team that many people projected to be what the Arizona Cardinals are currently right now in the season. The Ravens, I mean, how can you not put the Ravens in the top if the Ravens in your top three at least? If they're not two, they should be at least three because right now, with the way they performed on Sunday, the two biggest matchups, they went in and made the Chargers a team that's been delivering, winning big games offensively. They maybe better than anybody in the league, and they made that team look well minimal. They, they didn't look. They look like the New York Giants that offense the other day. The Cowboys. Reason why I put Cowboys. Everybody said, "Well, wow, they struggled against the Patriots." The reason I put the Cowboys is because of past times. The Cowboys, like the Chargers this couple couple games this season, they found ways to lose. This Cowboys team is finding ways to win, whether it's in dominant fashion or it's a win like that in overtime where they were trailing. Let's remember Mac Jones had that amazing amazing play to Kendrick Bourne for the 75-yard touchdown to make it a three-point game. What did Dallas do? Dak goes down. They get the game-time field goal. They get it in overtime. They don't score goes to that sudden death rule, and they deliver. And Dak has been playing out of his mind as well. A huge game for Dak, Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. That's why I'll put Dallas at number three. Hey, if, the them, Bill, if the Bills had won, would you have put them in the top five? Um, I would have put them at five, but with the way they struggled last night, I, did, I wasn't really impressed by that defense because that defense has been their strong suit. And that defense did not come up clutch. Derrick Henry, we talk about play, players that can't be stopped. Uh, well, like we said with Lamar Jackson, people are still trying to figure him out. Stop giving me the excuse. Well, Derek Henry can't, fi- can't figure him out because we're going to stop him. Good luck because you haven't been able to. That's you see, he set
1: the point. high for fastest speed. Yeah, 22 miles or 21. I mean, not anymore.
0: only is he a beast
1: mm-hmm. and got the size, but I mean, really, the open field speed. He's
0: nasty. He's nasty. Oh,
1: he's he's. That's why I I say and I know he's not a he's not a great pair of hands out of the backfield like a lot of these guys could be. Who cares? He's just great. feed him uh, the ball. Yeah. I don't you know it's funny uh, you know, I'm not a big Francis Ganu fan. I don't like guys that are one dimensional. I want a knockout guy. And so for me a guy like that I'd be like, "Well, I don't know, not a complete enough player. If if you're going to just keep banging out 120, 150, 200 yards a week, 2-3 touchdowns, I don't care if you can't catch the ball at all. I'll take I'll take the D
0: train all day, every day. So I got the Rams just because they, I mean, the Rams, Stafford has been incredible. That offense is incredible. I know they play the Giants, but who cares? You got to take care. You got to beat up on the week, and that's what they did this week. And the Bucks. I dropped them down just because they almost found a way to lose this game. I mean, Brady's been playing great. That offense is great, but that defense is a major question mark moving forward. So that's my top five. Ted, I'll go with you in your top five. Me and you both have the same top two teams. Oh, we actually all three have the same top two teams. You have the Bucks, Rams, and Cowboys. Give me your quick explanation as to why.
2: Uh just got, I was just writing them down as I saw it. That's literally what. I, <laughs> literally,
0: I, I love I, what Ted. Ted takes it. I should just never put in Ted and Ted's anything because it, it's just it just it, that's how it is with him. I, honestly, when I was writing down, Here's the thing. So if the Bills
2: were one last night, I would have had them in my top five, but they they got squirted out. So they're six. Um, I think I gave you six or seven, but I, I have the Packers right there, six, seven, two. But the Cardinals are in my respect this week on their on their road win and dominant faction. The Ravens, I think right now they're on a roll, five straight wins. You know you can you could say they've gotten lucky a couple of times, but I'd rather be lucky than good because yep. you got to find ways to win games, and they are, and they can be multi facets. The Bucs right now, listen, they're still the Super Bowl champs. They still have Brady. I know they didn't finish strong against the Eagles, but they're still great. The Rams, listen, I love the Rams. The reason why I have the Cowboys at fifth behind the Bucs and Rams is because I trust the two guys in front of them, their coaching staffs. And that's, not, what, that's my biggest and knock Because on the, the other thing, if it was just the Cowboys, I'd probably take the Cowboys offense and their team better than the other two. But right now, I trust McVay and I trust um, you know the coaching, uh, Bruce Arians from Tampa Bay. And one has Brady. You know, it doesn't seem to make the mistakes. So, um, but that's the only reason why. But okay. I, I, I'm telling you, I tell you, you can make you can make the obvious choice for any one of those five teams to be at
0: number one. I really truly believe that. There's Joe's tough okay. So, so we all have the same. We all have the same five. We all have the same I five. Did, which which I, I, think that's come to, I think it's come to realization that that's where it's at right now. There's about six to seven, maybe eight teams at best that have a legitimate shot. But right now, these five teams. And we've had, I think we had all of them in last week, maybe with the exception of me that I had no Rams. These are the teams that have performed. These are the ones that are delivering, and these are the ones that are getting noticed the most noticeable attention because of well deserving performances. I made my list, uh, initially before the game.
1: And so, uh, earlier, oh, I, yeah, have, you, I saw that. Yeah. I had <laughs> the bills at two. I've obviously revamped it. Yeah. Um, okay, good. I'm glad you did that because yeah. Well, you know, again, for me, I think the bills are, are, are probably sixth or seventh. If I was, if I was going to extend this list out, it's clear. I mean, I had the Cardinals number one last week. Some people kind of scoffed at it. Uh, but all they're doing is, is, uh, playing great football on both sides of the ball. Big win this week. I love the Ravens. And look, again, I don't mean to slight Lamar. I love Lamar Jackson. I think he's great. And like I said, this is about winning games. So going 16 for 31 with two interceptions and four sacks and barely beating the Lions in week three, that's fine. That's all he has to do. He's got a great defense. He's got – I know he lost a lot of running backs. They got him a whole stable of guys to hand the ball to. So this Ravens team – who would have
0: thought, hold on quick. Though, who would have thought his running back combo would be Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and freaking Lat Murray back in the that's day? Like would, a, yeah, back that's in like the a, day, you'd be like, give me a – Well, that's a, a
1: 2012 Madden
0: roster right there. <laughs> yeah, right?
1: Yeah, that's Let's what see. that is. I'll tell you what, I think the Rams are outstanding. That defense is even better than I – I mean, I know it's really good. To see him against the Giants and to know the Giants offensive line was playing better – Again, you, you, to, just to me, you could see how good the Rams were. I love the Cowboys. I think they've got a great-looking team. When the Cowboys need to score, they do. When they That's need new. a first down, they get it. When mm-hmm. they need a turnover, they get it. Yep. They're scary good right now. And, uh, and, 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 and and you could take the best players on the Giants, the, Reds, the the Washington team, and the Eagles, and I don't think that you could – I don't think you could combine those teams and, and beat the Cowboys right now. They really are that good.
2: Yeah, you defense, know why? You know why? Because you don't know who's playing quarterback. That's why.
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, that's the, a good, the good point. defense of the Cowboys, I do think that there are still some issues there. It is so much better. And I think they can certainly clean that up. But they're a little suspect in that department still. And, and I think Cowboys fans know that to be true. Uh, and the Bucks are the Bucks. If you're going to have a top five without Brady in it, you got a lot of explaining to do.
0: We'll see. Well, at least we're all on the same page. We'll be back on Friday to discuss. We're, I wanted to talk about this last week. We're going to talk about how the Yankees can take a page out of those Boston Red Sox, their arch rivals, the Boston Red Sox. As the Red Sox are out to a nice two-one lead over the Astros in the ALCS Game Four is tonight. Also, the Dodgers. What happens with the Dodgers? Can they come back from another two-game deficit? to those Atlanta Braves, and we'll talk more NFL football, obviously. So we'll talk all about that on Friday. Everybody enjoy your week. We'll be back later in the week. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City, or I should say, we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you really viewing greatness and the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements.
1: Streaming every Friday.